back in Superflex City, back in the commissioner's office, back on the chase of that elusive sweet spot with Dynasty Outhouse, Russ Fisher. I'm John Hoke, Superflex Dude. We teased it a little bit last week, Russ. We when we talked about trades right at the end, we we started talking just a little bit about the money piece, the taboo <laughs> piece of this that that everyone's afraid to talk about. But this is an important part of of starting up a dynasty league, and I I I kind of wonder how people make their decisions just on the like just on the buy-in in general. I kind of want like I think that some people. I, I, in fact, I know I've got some commissioners who just like when they start building a dynasty league, they just imagine themselves raking in all this money, and the yep. buy-in just keeps going up and up in their mind because they're like, "Man, this is a house payment when I take down this league once." And I, I don't know, I, like it's I I just. It's it's very it's very flawed, <laughs> very flawed logic for one thing, um, but for another thing, and this is something that you talk a lot about, so I'm just gonna throw it over to you. But um, you know the the difference between you know making this um, a little bit more enjoyable mm-hmm. and you know lowering the stakes, lowering the temperature, you know <laughs> driving activities a little bit. You know there's there's less, uh, you know, people are people aren't going to be quite as tight with their players, with their rosters. If there's less money on the line, like all of that can just be accomplished with a, just a freaking normal sized buy-in. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, I need to say I didn't want to break your flow when you were doing the introductions, but like mm-hmm. you slowed down on your handle, and I just wanted to go super flex, dude. <laughs> but super I, I, flex, dude. I didn't want to break. I didn't want to, to break your flow. Yeah. See, the problem with talking <laughs> about money is like this is not a linear conversation. Like there's like so many things go into play. You know, it's more of like a big ball of wibbly wobbly, timely wimely stuff. Um, so, how much should your league be? Like, like John first. First, I don't even remember what you said, what order you said things in, but like what John was finishing up by saying is, what league do you want? Mm-hmm. That's a good way to start. Like, do you want this to be serious, grinding, uh, high stakes kind of thing? Do you want it to be average? Do you want it to be a little less than average? Just so you can, it's like the way I do it, the way John was saying, it's a way to drive a little bit of activity, get people to do stuff they don't normally do. That's your first step. Figure out, figure out what the hell you want. Um, another way to sort of, well, I mean, that's what you have to do first. The next step, if you don't want to be like $50, let's figure it out from there. What I used to do is figure out what you want your payouts to be. And this could probably, again, like I might just be jumping out of order when it comes to this. Do you just want to pay first place? Do you want to play first, pay first, second, first, second, third, most points, uh, a weekly payout for most points. So, you know, like there's so many things you can do. And I think that's a good way to start in figuring out what you want, your, what you need your buy-in to be. Because like, you're like, all right, you know what? Let's just make you 50 bucks. And then you want to pay out like 18 different things. You can't do 15 bucks because no one's going to want, everyone will be happy to win any amount of money, but no one's going to be excited about winning the $2 they get for which scoring the most points. Like it just, it doesn't, 
get anyone anything. Mm -hmm. So like if you're going to be doing a lot of fun payouts, which I highly recommend, but you're going to need to make your league a little bit more expensive when it comes to that. And that is, I think, one of the exceptions where just because you pay 75 bucks as opposed to 40 bucks, it doesn't necessarily make it more competitive because there's more ways to get money. You know, it gives not necessarily all 12 people a chance, but it gives more than just one or two or three, depending. Like, if you just do first, second, third, and points, chances are you're only paying three people. You know, the person with the most points is most likely going to come in first, second, or third. At least that's just my experience, let's just say. So if you do something like a weekly payout for the highest score, you can technically pay out, I almost said 13 people because there's 13 weeks, but there's not 13 people in your league, you know, but like one bad team has a chance of just having that week of going off and winning himself 10 bucks or whatever. Mm -hmm. So figuring out what you want to pay out or more of how many payouts do you want? Like that's to me, the two things that go into deciding what your buy-in will be, what you want to do with it and how you want your league to be perceived. Yeah, totally. And, you know, there, <laughs> there's kind of a lot that we could get into. And I don't know if it necessarily fits uh, with with this topic or more like with the playoffs and stuff. But things like re a revolving pot, like an empire pot. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, um, well, I mean, I don't know if we we talked a little bit about like league gimmicks and stuff like that. But yeah. that is a, that is a payout thing. So we we definitely can do that. But let's try <laughs> to stick to a little in order. Um, our order for this, the first one is, when is the buy-in due? Mm -hmm. We talked a little bit about this with your Vampire League, where mm -hmm. it technically you could pay right away as long as your commission is ready for it. Uh, but yes, that's always ideal, right? Someone just says, you know, carry over my winnings to next season. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's one less thing for me to do. Because um, I will absolutely 100% put it out there. Money is the worst part of running a league. Yes. To me, without question, I like I almost want to pay someone to deal with the money for my leagues. Like I, I want zero part of it. I hate it. <laughs> I know. And yet I keep running more and more leagues. Um, but well, so yeah, sorry to interrupt, but no, I, I mean, I think this is this is a, a pretty important question, actually. So, you know, you said, um, you know, the uh, league winner, for instance, says, you know, just take next year's dues out of my winnings. <sighs> Where do you stand on requiring that? Like just oh, doing no, it. No, no. If someone wins, they they get their money. Like yeah. Uh, I am absolutely one hundred percent. I ask every single person I pay out. And I'm like, you won this much. Do you want me to hold hold your forty two and you'll get this much, or do you want to get all your money and I'll ask you in a few weeks if you're coming back? I will one hundred percent give someone their money and let them make their decision later. It's yeah. you don't want to trap people. I mean, that's a little crappy. And what if they do decide Ooh. to leave? I mean. Yeah. They shouldn't be out money just because, you know, you're trying to lock people in. It's not it's not fair. It's not your money anymore. You shouldn't get to say what happens oh, with it. Yeah, totally. I mean, I guess so I guess kind of the way I handle it generally is I mean, I I end up giving them the option, but you know, if I if I know you're coming back, you won more than, you know, the 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 buy-in and I know that you're coming back, then I mean, like I'll definitely, I'll definitely steer it in a direction of yeah. let's just take your winnings. Like let's let's save ourselves an extra couple transactions. Let, let me let me put my retail experience to help here. Instead of yeah. saying, "Do you? Hey, can I just put this towards your thing next year?" Like you know, 
Yeah, mm -hmm. instead of asking them a yes or no question, you you lead them to the answer you want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely 100% because it makes everyone's life easier to not have to chase anything later on. But I, I am a firm believer of that's not my money anymore. If they want to give it to me right away, that's great. That makes my life easier because mm -hmm. I keep a revolving Google sheet. So the second I pay out, I just delete everyone's exes that they paid. Or yeah. like as soon as the season's over, really, you know, I just delete that everyone's paid. And then right away, oh, he's going to put his money back in, you know, mark an X next to his name. So like that, that to me being organized isn't necessarily a problem. But yeah, again, like I don't like. I, I do have commissioners in, in, you know, some of my home leagues in particular who will like after I win a championship, after I absolutely win a championship, not hypothetically, yeah. but you know, but they'll, he'll, you know, he'll come to me after the season and say, all right, here's how much, you know, was supposed here's how much goes to first place minus, you know, here's your buy-in for next year. So now here's what I owe you. You know, basically just kind of broke it down like that. It's a little presumptuous. It is. And I've, I mean, I'm coming back like I just I 99 percent of the time the person that won comes back. But I mean, I've left after winning. And this year I had someone win three years in a row and then pretty much quit fantasy football. I mean, I'm not oh. going to keep his money because he doesn't want to play the game anymore. Yeah. I, I mean, that's kind of a jerk move. Like if you were I, I hope if you were to be to your friend. No, nah, man, I'm just I'm done. Can I just have my money? He wouldn't hold it for some reason. Like he would yeah. give it all to you. But yeah, if you're that strong willed kind of person that you'd be like, no, I'm just holding this. I'm mm -hmm. not a fan of that move. But yeah, it'll make your life easier in the long run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that if I said, yeah, I'm not coming back, then he would just, you know, then I would get that hundred dollars, yeah. you know, on top, too. So so it's it, it it's fine. But it still just feels a little like a, a little strong armed approach. It is 100%. 100% it is. And if you're okay with that, more power do you. Yeah. Like, you know, be you, man. That's that's all I could say. Mm -hmm. uh, but to go back to the original question, when should money be due? Mm -hmm. As soon as freaking possible. Um, I used to be insanely lenient about it. But the more and more leagues I run, I'm tired of chasing people once we hit the fantasy playoffs. Like, I was way too lax about it because I hated dealing with it. So I just never really did anything about it because I know 90% of the people in my leagues I can trust, you know, most of these are not first year leagues. And I got very lucky with trade addicts eight and now nine, where I know with air quotes, I know a lot of the people in these two leagues that I started. So I don't feel like I need to like have a gif of me put like a tap and a bat in my hands to threaten people to pay me. Like I, I know it'll happen eventually. Yeah. So, but yeah, I got really just, it was too much these past two years with like, all right, you made the fantasy playoffs. Let's just see if you place so I don't have to chase you for money and I'll just take it for this year and you could pay me for next year. I, I do not, I 100% do not recommend that. It, it was awful and it was absolutely 100% a reflection of just me hating doing it. Um, this year, I said no rookie draft until everybody's paid. Yeah. We'll see how that goes because, man, all of my rookie drafts are the week after the after the NFL draft, and I know <laughs> I'm going to get that itch. But I, I, I've at least once a month in February and in March put a message board post saying, "This is the new rule. Pay me." And then in March, I'm like, "Don't forget, no rookie draft until you pay me." And then you you do get intermittent payments. So I think 
I think what end of April is usually the draft. Like instead of once a month, it's going to start being once every other week. And, you know, and then after that, I'll start DMing specific people instead of putting on a message board, you know, it's kind of like a ramp up. I, I do, I think I'm getting every single payment before the rookie draft. Probably not. I am also a compassionate human being. <laughs> Someone goes, dude, I lost my job in the pandemic. I really don't want to leave this league. Please. I'll be like, life matters more you know but i'm going to try and make less of those exceptions because i used to just be like oh no as soon as you can man don't worry it got to be a lot (laughs) and while i hate being the kind of person that puts my fantasy football you know stress above people losing their freaking job they signed up for it it's a little bit on them and but not like I'm going to send someone to break your knees that much on them. <laughs> so, not... yeah, I don't think you should go past the rookie draft. If you do go past the rookie draft, I, I think we talked about this a little bit last episode. Um, I used to say pay by week one or I'm going to start docking points more and more every week, except I found there was one brilliant last place team who just didn't pay me for four weeks. And I'm like, I'm not helping you tank, you jerk. <laughs> so I stopped <laughs> pulling the points from him. So like, there's you can try and find ways. I really... another do as I say, not as I do, or did at least try not to let it get into this season because it becomes, you have to run your teams. You have to run your leagues. You don't want to be chasing people for money too. So my real suggestion, like I know like safe leagues and Scott fish, they're, they're deadlines in February. Like they want it now. They want to make sure it's going to go. They don't want any interruptions. I'm not that strict. I I'm hoping this, no rookie draft until payment actually pans out. There's so many different ways to take this right now. Just like tons of quit. This is, this is what happens to us every week, by the way, we're like, Oh man, like what happens when we talk about, about, you know, buy-ins and payouts. And then we talk about waivers and then we're only 20 minutes in and we've got to come up with something else. Never, ever going to be a problem. Like we might not even get to waivers here Um, (laughs) (laughs) because because I have so many things to ask you just based off of, you know, the where this where this conversation is kind of headed. So here's here's one that I want to start with. All right. So you're in a you've got 12 team league. Mm -hmm. You, you know, all friends, right? Mm -hmm. Home home league with a bunch of your friends. So, you know, you're, you're obviously you've got recourse of, you know, kicking somebody out, but you're probably not going to do it. (laughs) It's like one of your, one of your longtime friends. Um, But for some reason, the buy-in doesn't get paid, you know, $20 buy-in and one buy-in doesn't get paid. So where there's supposed to be $240 in the pot, instead we've got 220 that it is is the pot going to be $220 for that season or is the pot going to be $240 and you as the commissioner is throwing in that extra 20 oh. okay the answer <laughs> i want to give yeah. is the pot is 240 i give that guy 220 and say this is the person that owes you $20 and let them just bug the <laughs> just, hell out of them until they pay them. Just like 100% it, call them out in public. Just go National uh, Geographic with it and just. Yeah, especially because, again, survival if, of the fittest. If it's friends, 100%, why not? Like, 
you know where that dude lives. Leave a flaming <laughs> bag of poop on his front yard until he gives you those $20. Like, yep. that's what he got, right? That, that's what he deserves. The real answer is I would put in the 20 bucks and then I would bug the guy to try and get me the payment just because it's not the winner's fault that this other guy didn't pay. So you're taking on that's your job as the commissioner is to make sure the league runs and make sure the league runs smoothly. Part of that is payouts, in which case you're taking on a bit of the responsibility there. Mm-hmm. Do I do I believe that every commissioner feels this way? No. Uh, do I feel most commissioners would probably go with choice A in this one? Probably, <laughs> especially again, especially in home leagues. But I, I think the real answer is you brought on the responsibility of running this league and of paying out. So you pay out and then you chase this person. If that person doesn't pay, then you kind of have to kick them out. There's nothing else you could do. Like you can't just let them continuously pay, play for free. Otherwise, why would anyone else have to pay? Right. Yeah. I mean, I and I. Just this is this is total stream of consciousness. Don't don't try and rush it. Just ask them all. It's fine. Yeah, this is this is total stream of, uh, of consciousness here. But I'm you know I'm just kind of trying to problem solve a little bit uh, because you know part of it is like when when that one person you know they they didn't end up paying. They're kind of banking on winning winning some money essentially. Yeah. So that they can just say, all right, you know, just keep what I owed you, you know, yep. just take it out of my winnings. Sometimes that happens, which is great. <laughs> you know, yes. that's it's that that just kind of that's you know, like taking the perfectly clean shit where you didn't even have to wipe. Like that's you that's still do good. want just to be just to be sure, in which case, like that's pretty yeah. much the metaphor for my answer. You don't trust you don't want to trust that. <laughs> yeah, you you don't. And kind of where where i'm thinking you know maybe we can we can retrain them a little bit by saying like i i'm not gonna bank on you winning anything maybe the the answer could be to tell them you're not eligible to win anything until you've paid your buy-in that's a good idea yeah 100 percent you know i'll hold this until you give me the 20 bucks you don't give me the 20 bucks you're not in the league next year yeah, I mean, absolutely. They have no right to win money if they didn't pay. Yeah, yeah. So in that case, you know, maybe the maybe the pot just stays at two twenty, but it, you know, it, and and the problem is what happens if that guy doesn't win anything? Like he just played a free season, essentially. Yeah, and somebody again, else got, got you, hit. You spot the twenty bucks and you don't let that person in next year. Yeah, yeah. I, think I mean, it's going to be super awkward it. if you're friends. But I mean, that guy's pulling a bit of a dick move, so you'd be a little bit yeah. of a dick back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and so you know, they win the championship. Maybe you give them twenty dollars if they <laughs> if they win the championship. <laughs> you give them twenty dollars. Well, you don't even give it to them. You just say, "All right, this twenty dollars that you won in the championship game." I'm keeping that for next year's buy-in. <laughs> everything yeah, else. That, that's when you keep else, their next year's buy-in. Yeah. yeah. And everything else, I'm just I, I'm just gonna dispense it over the, you know, over over, you know, second, third, and now I'm gonna pay out fourth place too, essentially. <laughs> but like that's like, that is a power move right there. That the, is yeah. Something I doubt I'd have the guts to do, but I like it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean it, to me, like I think it it feels way more harsh to me to kick somebody out of the league than to, you know, take control of their finances for them, essentially. But yeah, I I don't know. 
that like that's a tough one and i guarantee that people deal with that and i think that people probably like it like i said i i kind of think that the you know just kick them out of league i think that that's easier said than done in a lot of cases i think that you know again there there are relationships involved um i also think that some people might feel like you know it's it's it might not feel quite as easy to a lot of people to to fill a league you know twitter.com yep (laughs) yep if yeah if you if you have an orphan you've got an opening dispersal whatever you can absolutely tweet it at russ or i uh we'll we'll retweet it for you and you'll get that thing filled pretty quickly Um, yeah so don't worry about that but that still like i i think that there's that it probably is tough um but I mean, here. so here's another way to take this, though. Here's another thing that I'm kind of curious about, because in a lot of cases in Dynasty Leagues, I mean, all of this might even be moot because, you know, you could have people, you know, prepaying based on, and this is something that, that you know, Scott and Ryan do in the, uh, I for sure in the, in the DLF Champion Cup series. Um, it, you know, I and I don't know. I, I imagine it's just kind of across the board, probably for those guys. Um, and I, I I don't remember what you do in trade addicts, but basically, the idea is, if you know, so so here we are in in 2021. We've got our 2021 draft picks that we're able to you know we're able to trade those around. We've we're able to move those around. But before you can start trading your 2022 draft picks, you have to pay your 2022 buy-in. I'm wondering if that. Yeah, I'm wondering if that's something that you subscribe to. Um, I'm and I I'm I'm also just kind of curious, like if there's a devil's advocate downside to it. Oh, there is. Uh, I'll tell you the two reasons I don't do it. I, I've said it over and over again throughout the whatever we're calling what we're doing. I've been insanely lucky when it comes to fantasy football. I have not had people sell all their picks to make a run in the playoffs, fail, and then just leave. Like, I have not, it's just, I haven't gotten screwed over in that way. And that's usually why people ask for that future buy in if they trade their future picks. And so I just, I just, don't do it. Also, because I'm too lazy to track that. <laughs> like, I know it's just another column on a spreadsheet, but still, it's just not something I want to deal with. Uh, but also, the reason I hate it is because it will squash trades. Like, I've been in leagues where you have to pay money if you pay. Usually, it's just firsts, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, like, if you're going to trade your 22 third, having to pay a full buy in is stupid. Uh, sometimes it's prorated, which again, that's even worse money to have to track. Um, like depending on what round you trade, but sometimes it's just if you send your first, you got to pay the the fee for that year. Uh, like I've had many times where it's just like, dude, I would accept this trade right now, but I don't want to have to. I I can't pay for twenty twenty two right now. Like oh yeah, that that you want know, you want me to front you? <laughs> like I want this trade. Like I, <laughs> I, of course no, I didn't do that. Just but like that. There's one hundred percent the downside to me is that people will not trade because I mean. Yeah, forty-two bucks isn't a lot of money when it comes to a league, but not everyone's in a good position in life. Like, 
-hmm. Some people are in two, three leagues because they need that indulgence. They, you know, that is their fun money. Like that's all they have. So asking them to pay 50 bucks for next year, I mean, especially like if they're a teacher and you're asking them to do it over the summer, like that's rough. You know, they're not making any income right then. Yeah. So it's, I, I don't like it. I get it, but I will do everything in my power for my leagues to make that not happen. At this point, it will take a lot of me getting screwed over to make me do it. Like it's been years of me chasing payments to, through the fantasy playoffs for me to say <laughs> not until you know no rookie draft until it happens. So like I, I don't foresee me ever really doing this. But again, I get why safe leagues should do it because they run so many leagues and in I almost call them nameless leagues, but like in pure random leagues, cheating and this kind of stuff where people do just like, well, I'm not going to come back next year. I know this. I'm not going to tell anyone. I'm just going to sell my entire future to try and win. Like that stuff happens more in these completely random online leagues. So again, understand it there. And I wouldn't leave a league because that's the rule, but I wouldn't be thrilled just because again, 50 bucks may not be that much to me, but it might be to someone else. And it just, hurts my feelings when that break that's what breaks a trade down yeah there's man if if i'm allowed to waffle here for a second because there's kind of there's kind (laughs) of two sides to it for me and it makes it tough so on 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 one hand um i'm with you i mean you know that the extra step to in order i mean several steps in all honesty just to be able to make a trade and in the fear is obviously that you know you're going to trade away all your 2022 picks here in 2021 and then when you have no draft equity you're just going to quit the league and now you know the commissioner has to has to try and fill that spot and has to try and sell this roster that doesn't have any draft picks you know mm-hmm. so like that's that's kind of something that that we're trying to avoid by getting people invested Mm-hmm. you know, in 2022, so that it's, those are your actual draft pick. You paid for those draft picks. Yeah. So, you know, freaking be careful with them. Um, it, I, I don't know that that comes up as, as often as people think. Um, obviously it's, it's certainly possible. I just, man, I, I kind of don't think that it's, that it's, I, I don't know. I, I, well, I don't. It's one of the many things that we've discussed over this, again, I've mini series. Yeah. I don't know what the hell we call this. It's an, it's a GM thing. It, it's a fear thing. If you yeah. like, if you're in a league for three years with a bunch of guys that haven't screwed you over in any way, why make them pay for the future? Like why do this? Mm-hmm. Like maybe it's something you do for the first year. And if it first two years, and if nothing ever happens, you, you get rid of it. Like you, even if there's one or two people turnover, like your yeah. risk is so mitigated at that point that it doesn't seem like it's something you have to really do. But again, if you're just, I'm going to go on Twitter saying, hey, look, I, I, I made this league. Who wants to join? And then you get 12, 11 people that you've never heard of before. Yeah, I understand covering your ass. But chances are you're not filling the league with 11 other strangers and even again after two three years they're not strangers anymore like there's a little at least good faith baked into that where i don't think you need to keep doing it yeah 
Plus the fact that you're making more work for yourself. One more thing that you have to track, like, you know, now yeah. you have to start tracking 2022. What I will say, I mean, though, I traded my 23 picks in a couple of leagues already. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of columns we're adding. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, and I don't know that I want to track that far into the future personally. Um, but on the other hand, the one thing that I will say, and this is kind of more from the general manager's perspective is, you know, I'm in, you know, close to 20 leagues altogether. And every single one of them is coming to me, you know, in, in early January for, you know, that year's buy-in essentially. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's a lot of money all at once. Like I finally, I, it, it took kind of a, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I'm just gonna like full disclosure here as much as I, in a you know a fantasy football analyst i'm it, it it's the exact same game for me as it is for anybody else i'm not going out and winning every single one of my leagues i would love to say that i am it just doesn't happen it took like outlier level of success uh -huh. in back to back years for me to finally become financially solvent with this stuff yeah so you know when i when i have you know 15 different commissioners coming to me for you know various levels of buy-in all at the same time i mean that's freaking expensive so it's it's kind of nice to have you know 2021 like that already got paid for in this particular league i you know i paid for that back in like august september something like that so that's one fewer that i have to deal with just the it, it just the fact that I don't have to pay that one, yeah. like all at the same time, like that well, one, you know, that one's already taken care of. Oh, you took away my joke of saying, well, maybe if you just won some damn leagues, you wouldn't have to worry about it. But, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, you, you killed that one for me. But it, it, it's funny. Um, I have a bunch of tattoos and tattoos are freaking expensive. Tattoos mm -hmm. should be expensive for anyone listening. You don't want a cheap <laughs> tattoo. I'm just going to put that out there. True. Bad things happen with cheap tattoos. Yeah. Uh, and a way to make it not as scary at the day of, like this is back when we dealt with cash, but I guess you could do this online too. Like anytime someone Venmo's you 30 bucks, instead of putting that 30 bucks into your bank account, send 25 to your bank account, send five somewhere else. Like leave it in Venmo, leave, you know, throw it into a PayPal, do something like make a fund that you build up over time. Like every time I would go out to eat, I would purposely have cash on me. I pay in cash and that change goes right into a lunchbox in my, you know, on my dresser upstairs. And that's my tattoo fund. And then all of a sudden I have a couple hundred bucks in a couple of months. And it's just like, oh, I don't know, you know, hey, hon, I'm going to get a tattoo. Oh, that's so much money. But look what I have already. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'm not going to be taking that much out of a bank account for this. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, that's, we're not here to tell you how to budget your money or anything, but, you know, just an idea if you haven't thought about it. It's just like slowly scraping away a little bit from every transaction, you know, just go watch Office Space. And what they do to try and steal money from their company, do to yourself. <laughs> yeah. And that helps you save money for fantasy football. And again, if your spouse gets upset, you could be like, no, look, I have this money saved up already. It doesn't matter that I owe $1,000 in fantasy football things. I already have like 700 bucks set aside. <laughs> right. That's At this point, that's all my Venmo account is. It's for poker and it's for fantasy football. And my wife never even sees it. So she, like she, Same. yeah, she she doesn't feel it. She doesn't even notice it. So yeah, that is that's totally the way to go. The problem is, 
I like most of my leagues except Venmo and then just like a couple of them. It's like, no, nah, it has to be PayPal. It has to be safe leagues. I'm like, well, shit. Now I have to transfer everything. Um, uh, what else do we got? Preferred buy-in. Um, I mean, I guess we kind of talked about that. Like what is, what's, what's kind of the sweet spot if, you know, for, and, and again, I mean, it's a, like you were saying, it's kind of, you know, case sensitive just because. You well, know, I mean, what, I can tell you, you how I feel. Like I am not in a dynasty league that costs more than $50. Yeah. Um, I, Sorry, trade I, words. Um, I got distracted. That's what trade, it comes down to. Trade proposal? Nice. Yeah. On air. Well, trade rejection That's... with a comment. That's what it, you know. Oh. Um, which means I have to find out how to counter, but not the point. Um, <laughs> what the hell was I saying? Um, preferred buy-in. I don't, yeah. yeah, I don't have any Dynasty Leagues that cost more than $50. My redrafts do, but also I had no real say in those. I won't join a league that's more than $50 because... I like being in more leagues than I do in more expensive leagues. You know, I care about being in 20 as opposed to being in 10 that you know, I could win more money in because it's not about the money for me. It's about being in multiple leagues and playing with multiple people, making more trades. I mean, that's, that's me. It might not be that for you. Like maybe you're, you know, preferred is a hundred because you like having a lot more on the line. I, I, I don't. So that's a very personal question, mm-hmm. you know, reflected on what you hope to get out of fantasy football. But for me, I like playing for fun. I like being in a bunch of leagues. So I, I won't go over $50. Yeah, this is uh, I'm going to do a captain obvious here. I, at least some people are going to think that um, other people. I, I think that people legitimately sometimes miss this at first. And uh, it ends up th- this can get expensive for a commissioner, by the way, if you don't if you don't, you know, properly set up all the financials up front. It can get expensive, um, but some of these uh, some of these platforms charge something. Make sure you divide that up. But oh yeah, take that out. Of, yes, over the entire league and <laughs> add that into the buy-in. Don't like don't don't pay for it yourself. Yes, uh, the first lines of my bylaws. That's the word. You know, commissioner, dynasty outhouse buy-in, forty-two bucks. MFL fee, 60 or 70. I can't remember what it is anymore these days. And then I say buyouts, and I've list all them down. That 60 or 70 bucks is 100% taken out of those buyout, uh, payouts. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm not paying that for myself. You know, that that's not on me in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. So if you're using my fantasy league, I, it's which, you know, to me, that like that's my personal favorite. Same. Um, kind of by far. But, you know, they're, they're free ones. So, you oh, know. yeah. I mean, if you're on your phone a lot, Sleeper, from what I hear, is great. I'm always on my computer, so I hate it. Um, Flea Flicker is not bad. It's not good. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know what else free ones there are. I mean, I know FFPC exists, but that's not free. Yeah. That, that, our, like that's a, Those are money leagues. Reality so I, I've never touched online. those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The salary. Do they do non-salary or is that just, I don't I, know. I think I've never used so. Them. Yeah, I've only done salary cap or uh, salary leagues, contract leagues, but it's a fun one. But yeah, it costs. Um, you know, there's obviously the the year long ones, and then you have to do all the the rest of the tracking with you know. Oh yeah, if you like, I know a lot of people used to use ESPN and stuff like that for yeah, 
for Dynasty. Yeah, keeping rookie picks and all that stuff on Google Sheets. That's a lot of work. I have no interest in that. Yeah, that's the thing. MFL just, it it does all the work for you. It's so Mm -hmm. worth the, you know, 150 bucks or whatever. And honestly, like I, and I don't remember what the early bird cost is, but seriously, it's usually like 10, it, 20 bucks off. Yeah. It, it breaks down to about seven, a little over seven bucks a person. It's yeah, really, and it's, it's like June is the deadline. So you, if you do your buy-ins by the rookie draft, you'll be able to get the early bird discount. Yeah. Like it's March 15th. I think this is the latest I've gone and I still haven't paid my leagues yet. I usually do it for like right after the rollover. Like yeah. I usually just like get it going because I'll have enough people that have let me hold on to their buyout, you know, their winnings for next year. Like I'll have a little bit of a, a, a chest to pay from in before. So I try and pay them off as quickly as humanly possible, just because it's one less thing to think about. Yeah. All right. So we talked about the, the gross part, <laughs> collecting yeah. the money. Let's talk about the fun part, paying it back out. Well, how 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 do you? I mean, just just quite simply, how do you break it down? You know, once uh, once um, you know the platform cost has been paid on MFL. Like, do you go by percentages? Do you do you have a set amount? Uh, that would be smart, but no, I like I. My answer for almost everything is I made it up as I was going along and then it just kept that way. <laughs> um, it really comes down to like I do for second and third place for payouts in trade addicts leagues again, because I wanted to keep it simplistic. I used to do points for, but again, it's usually the first, second or third place team. So just let it, let them split it. I, it, it is no <laughs> real point. Um, third place to me is always making your money back. Second place is usually doubling third place in which case that means every first place gets everything else i like seeing first place and feeling like yes that is a good chunk of money (laughs) like you know being able to be like yes that feels good winning that and i feel like i want a decent amount more than the person i beat in the championship because they should like it shouldn't be close like it should be more than double what they're getting um it makes it a little tougher that i you know, send so much to charity afterwards. Like I do, it's a $42 buy-in and we send $108 to charity. So that, that really does bite into the, into the payouts, but you know, whatever we play for fun. Some people need money. Uh, so like, I, you know, you know, let me ramble while I sit here and actually pull it up. <laughs> it, it, like the smart thing, like there are people that be like, oh, the winner gets this percentage, the next guy gets this percentage. And that honestly is the smart way to do it, especially when you run into this situation where, um, what do you say? Uh, like someone doesn't pay or something happens where the pot isn't what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. That way you can sort of be like, okay, well, the winner gets this percentage of the pot. So that's what they get. Like it, it makes your life easier to do that. Yeah. Um, okay. I pulled mine up. So yeah, buy-in is 42. I have it even broken down to saying $6 per team goes to the league fee. And honestly, that gives me like a two to, one to like a $2 cushion. Uh, Cause it's like a $70 league fee, but you know, six times 12 is 72 uh, payouts. $108 goes to charity. 195 goes to first place, 89 goes to second place, and 42 goes to third. So second place gets a little more than double. 
third uh, first place gets you know somewhat decent almost a buy-in on top of double second place i mean that's kind of what i aim for yeah, that sounds about right, honestly. I mean, I like I I guess I do the math slightly different, but I think I probably come See, to See again, about the you same. you did math, that's the thing. I <laughs> yeah. literally made up numbers as I was going along. Yeah. Basically, here's how I work to it. So, you know, let's call the buy-in, you know, $25. So, for me, and I I like to pay out fourth place. Um I like for um you know, like 4 out of 12 is still kind of tough to to accomplish and i feel like it deserves you know just get the buy-in back yeah i I think if i charged more i would absolutely do that but i don't want the buy-ins to be too low for first second and third i know there's a couple of leagues that do payouts for making the playoffs which yeah i couldn't go that far i kind of like that idea especially if you're like in a 12 team league and only four make the playoffs yeah like in which case that's sort of what you're doing anyway with by giving the fourth place person money Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think you need to have either very few people make the playoffs or very high pay, very high buy-ins for that case. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably true. I mean, in, yeah, it could, it could also be for the toilet bowl, something like that, but just, just for somebody to have an opportunity to get their, you know, their buy-in back. But yeah, it, it, it does get a little bit diluted in a 12 team league. I'll admit that when you're paying out four places. Yeah. Um, but from there, basically, and then, I, I mean, I, I I, personally, I still like the charity component. Scott Fish has been talking about this for years now. And, uh, um, I, I mean, obviously lives it. But, yep. like, it sometimes it can be a little bit of a tough sell for some reason. <laughs> it took, um, I created Trade Addicts 1, and I didn't even... You know, it was before I read about people giving charity from the fantasy football leagues. Mm-hmm. By the time I created two, it was in the bylaws. Like, it was something I, 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 I read about on Twitter. I'm like, that's a great idea. We're going to do that. It took this is this off season was the first they it finally got voted in giving money to charity. It took three four years for Trade Addicts one to give me a majority vote. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there was seven people at least saying no. And there wasn't that much turnover. So I guess it was just an after amount of time people realized they might not be winning anytime soon. So it doesn't matter to them <laughs> or, or whatever it is. But yeah, finally, three, four, four off seasons of votes. And it, it finally now passed. So now all of my leagues give to charity. Yeah. But man, just imagine like the, the amount of money that would go to charity if every fantasy football league. Even just a buy-in. You don't have to do what I do. Just, just like one buy-in. Yeah, that's it. Like any money helps these charities at all. So it yeah. would just be so like we play with such frivolous money that, you know, I get it. Like I said before, winning 200 bucks can mean so much to some people. But so in winning 175, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> and, and, you know no kids hungry is going to love that $25, you know? So like, that's just another way to think about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So kind of an, an easy way to structure it, I guess, is to start with, you know, take those two out the, you know, the, the, the buy-in that goes to charity, the buy-in that goes to whatever consolation bracket winner, um, fourth place, whatever it's going to be like, take those two out. And then what you've got remaining half of it, goes to the champion and then of the remainder half of it or a little over half of it goes to second place and then the rest goes to third place it it's 
you know. See, that's exactly what I would do is if you did that, I would give third place their money back and second the rest of it goes to second place, assuming that doesn't put it too close to yeah. first place. Yeah. So you probably end up more in the in a neighborhood of like 60, 65 percent to the champion, which yeah, is which is fine. I mean, like I like, think man, that, like 70, 20, 10 almost, like because I'm sure like maybe 10, 15 percent of that payout will be a buy-in. So something along those lines. Like, yeah, I it's yeah. At that point, we're talking five percent of not that much money. So you know, fooling mm-hmm. around with that little little amount to make it whatever you feel right about, yeah, it is probably around fine. Yeah, I like having second place somewhat close to what first place gets. You know, I like I, I like it. I mean, I don't I don't want it to be. Like I, I still want it to be somewhat substantial, but like you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of like sixty percent and thirty percent, something like that. Yeah. Well, the way I feel about it is, I want them to have gotten their money back and have be be able to play pay for next year. Like yeah. That's really my way of thinking about it. Like I want them to have at least twice the buy-in. Yeah. You know, so they can feel like they got this year for free. They can get next year paid for. And what was it? In my case, they have like seven extra dollars just because that's what happened. You know, yeah. I had a couple of extra bucks, so I spread it out amongst first and second. Yeah, so that's that's my feeling about it. That's why I like having second place money where it is. Um, it, again, if I had more money, a bigger pot to deal with, it would look a little different. I don't necessarily know how because I've never really dealt with a high buy-in for any leagues. Like the highest league I ever ran, I think, was 50, like maybe 75 bucks and... At this point, that was like 10 years ago, so I don't remember what the payouts were anymore. But no, that's, yeah, to me, the more money you have, the easier it is to make things look the way you want. But yeah. that my baseline is third year got it for free, second year gets this year, next year for free, first player wins some money. That's at least the way I like to feel about it. Yeah. We're totally not getting into waivers. <laughs> not at all. We were going for 45 minutes and we BS'd for a half hour before we started recording. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, well, I mean, do, well, no, we have to, we have to do some fun ideas for payouts. Like, yeah, don't, don't was, wrap us up just yet. I, yeah. I was just going to ask if we've got time for it. I think that it's, uh, that it's, it's pretty important. I mean, you know, first, second, third, pretty straightforward. Even there's a lot pretty of, straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot um, of different ways you can go with it. Let's see. Um, instead of just paying weeks one through 16, doing it week by week, I think I, I brought that up a little bit before. Even if it's just like 10 bucks a week, because uh, that's a lot of weeks to do. So you're going to need some money to spread around. But, you know, someone who comes in eighth place for the year probably had one good week where they could have at least won 10 bucks. And if your buy in is 40 bucks, that's a quarter of their money back. I mean, that's not nothing it's a little bit more work that you're going to have to send out for more people as a commissioner, but I, I still think it's worth it. Um, trying to think of what other things I did. a When I ran fewer leagues, I did a survivor pool where it's kind of like the eliminator leagues, John Bosch runs Yeah. where every week, the person who scores the lowest was eliminated and whoever survived the longest of not getting eliminated at the end, you know, wins. And it's not always the first place team. It's not always the person that scores the most because like one bad week and you're screwed. I mean, that's all it really comes down to. So it's a little bit of fun. It's a little bit of competition. It's, you know, you get to rivalry. That's the word I was trying to think of. Like, yeah. especially like when you get down to like five people and you see one team that doesn't belong to be there, you just, you, you eye up that one person that you know it's going to be you two. And then you just like 
freak out over every point scored or every point <laughs> not scored. Um, like so again, assuming you have the time and energy to track that every week, because if you just went with lowest score, that's nice and easy, but then you have to take away the teams that got eliminated already. So it's not a lot of work, but it's still extra. And, you know, and if you're running so many leagues, you don't want to add any more than you have to. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's on top of your normal oh, league, right? That, yeah. It's like side action. Oh yeah. No, that's 100%. Yeah. Just an extra piece of the pot. Yeah. You know, we still pay first, second and third. We pay most points. We paid, we did the survivor pool. Um, we also did like again. This was we did five bucks for most points during the week. Yeah. Um, we did winner of the games with the largest margin of victory and the smallest margin of victory. Again, just five bucks. This was a ten-team league where the buy-in was either fifty or seventy-five. I can't remember anymore. Seventy-seven. It was seventy-seven dollars because to account for the league fee. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we did five bucks for every week you won, five bucks to the person who had the biggest margin, like, you know, your score minus the other score, whoever had the biggest margin ever at the smallest, like you got rewarded for winning a game by 0.3 points. It doesn't matter that it was like 77.8 to 77.5 when everyone else scored, scored 200. You still won that game really damn close. So you got paid out for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, we've done I I've I've done you know things similar to that like you just kind of have objectives within the season like for instance um and, and again you know just 5 bucks a week but the objective changes each week and it's it's something like you know whoever's wide receiver score the most points Yeah. Week, you know starting wide receiver like not counting flex. Um but you know who's whoever's three three starting wide receivers combined for the most points, um, you know, wins the five bucks for the week. And then the next week it could be, you know, who's whoever's bench scores the most points. Well, that's a fun one. Yeah. You know, stuff and like a little, that. Like, a little hurtful too. Like, okay, yeah, I want some <laughs> money, but Oh, I lost that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that the caveat was you still, you have to win your matchup and then your bench scores the most points among wow. the teams that won essentially yeah stuff stuff like that um i mean victory points you know whoever has the most victory points you know the the best uh all play win average um i think it was nathan powell talked about once where he did like in the nfl if you had whoever won the mvp if you had them on your dynasty roster you won some money like rookie of the year stuff like that like actual nfl um awards i guess they actually are like if you had them on your dynasty roster you won like five ten bucks you know trying a way to i mean i guess that you're not gonna change how you build your team around five ten bucks but still it's maybe something you try and trade for at the end just to gain a little bit of extra money yeah um trying to think of any other weird things like you was it you that brought up like that pro bowl thing idea yeah Yeah. that was a that was a great idea i love something like that yeah, uh, check last episode because that'll be another 15 minutes of trying to explain what that was. <laughs> Go listen yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, uh, yes, and uh, you know, stuff like bounties and and uh-huh. things like uh, that. Most, um, the biggest differential in points against and points for. Now, I purposely said that in that order so people that just got really screwed by the amount of points that got scored against them. <laughs> 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 yeah i kind of like that one maybe just maybe just straight up whoever had the most points against yeah them, 
you know that yeah and, i mean unless they came and in first place anyway because if your team's that good it just didn't matter um some people yeah. do pay up money for the toilet bowl i don't i mean i do a pick consolation we'll talk about that when we actually get to the toilet bowl yeah yeah that could be a good one and then you know we mentioned earlier the empire pie the revolving revolving oh, yeah. pie, and there's kind of a lot of different ways to do that some people do um you know the well like you can you can basically you take a percentage of of the total pot and just keep it you yeah. know in a put it in escrow i don't care <laughs> right know. but basically like it's just it, in some cases i think that that's that's a legitimate approach actually because like it takes with, a while scott and the capitalist <laughs> pigs leagues yeah and you know, yeah he has a couple of them too uh yeah. winning back-to-back years there's whoever scores like ten thousand fantasy points or i don't know the actual number i'm making the number up but like yeah. once you because you know you it also creates people staying in the league for longer because like, Oh man, yeah. I have like 7,000 points. I've been in this league for a couple of years. Let me just keep going. And I might be able to get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you do you rivals, do. like he does trophies, if you, you know, collect all the trophies by winning your rivalry games. Yeah. That's a kind of, that's a cool one too. Um, yeah. I mean, the empire pot can be, I mean, it can be as simple as like, it could be, you know, the first person to win back to back championships mm-hmm. wins that, that, revolving pot you can also just kind of another thing that a lot of of leagues do actually is just kind of put a a, kind of a timeline on it so it's like year four whoever wins a championship yeah in in year four wins the mega pot whoever you know has the most total points over that four-year period Mm -hmm. um, wins the mega pot And, and i mean you can break it down first second third with that as well um, but yeah, there's, there's kind of a lot of different ways. I, I kind of like that one a little bit. I like the, I like the empire pot. It's, uh, um, I, it, again, I mean, for one thing, it kind of keeps, you know, it, it like you say, kind of keeps people invested, keeps people around. Yeah. It keeps people coming uh, back. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, I don't know. That's a fun one. It also, it, man, it gets, it's, it's kind of hard to tank. In a league when you've got that, especially you see the that scoring growing. one. Yeah. Yeah. The scoring one in particular, if it's, if it's, you know, top four or, you know, top three, whatever scores over that four year period, it's like, you can't really afford a down year, you know? So there, yeah, yeah I like there's, that idea. yeah, a lot of different ways to go with it. And you know what? We're going to think of some more of them as soon as we uh, wrap this thing up. <laughs> so, And this is we'll... like, I mean, I know at every single time we would do one of these episodes, John says, <laughs> if we missed anything or anything like that, DM us, you know, the show, you know, Superflex City, any of that. No, seriously, if you think of fun payouts or anything we didn't mention, let me know. I would love to hear these. Like, I yes. know like Scott Fish loves hearing how you pick your draft order. I would love to hear this like this. I want to hear some fun payouts. Yeah. Yeah. We'd love to get some more ideas either way. We'll have to revisit it at some point and, uh, you know, whatever we came up with in the, in the interim, whatever you guys sent to us, um, we're, we're definitely gonna come back to this one. Um, for sure. But yeah, let's, uh, I, I think we'll call it good there. Uh, yeah. wa- waivers next week. How did we talk about money for an hour? I <laughs> like I, again, I, I thought this would be eight minutes. Like, this just get the money the, as soon as you can. <laughs> just get it over with. This should have been the quickest, easiest one. <laughs> Man. 
but maybe that's just us trying to drag out this sweet spot series. Um, I don't want my uh, time with you to end <laughs> that too. That too. Yeah. Always a pleasure. My friend It's always fun. We'll do it next week. Some more. We'll talk waivers. Um, but for now let's, uh, let's adjourn the meeting of the commissioner's office and pound the damn gavel. <laughs>